Welcome to the Reconciliation Conversation. We want this podcast to be a space where we can expose hate, encourage love, equip for healthy reconciliation, and emphasize unity so that all people can know their value together as one. Well, welcome to another episode of the Reconciliation Conversation. Uh, I'm excited uh, because this is the first episode that we've been able to do where uh, I'm actually in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in the same city, the same environment as as my co-host. Uh, so, man, I'm 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 pumped. Jason, how, how you feel about me being in town, man? I'm about to come and bug you all the time, man. No, man, you you bug away, you bug away, because uh, I'm just pumped that you're here, and uh, you, your sweet wife, and your two kids, and and um, man, uh, just so our listeners know. Like your house is not settled in, I'm sure. And you've got no, boxes no, everywhere. I, I ain't gonna show you this this mess real quick. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but but so thank you for, for in this transition and as we've felt a commitment to do this together, uh, you've been so faithful even in the midst of your transition, which is not easy for anybody. So thank you, bro. Thanks for uh taking that time and, and um and I'm excited that you're here big time. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, man, I, I love this conversation that we get to have. I love you, so for me, it's not it's not much of a sacrifice. And plus, like I said, to not look at a box right now is good. So I'm 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 good with with, with pausing for that. Uh, so, good. man, again, like I said, I'm I'm excited and uh, I'm I'm doubly excited about our, our next guest that we have on the reconciliation conversation. Uh, her name is Janice. Uh, she is actually wife to, to EJ Gaines, who. Uh, he was actually a previous guest on the Reconciliation Conversation. Uh, she describes herself as a boy mom. She's a singer, a songwriter, a speaker, and a teacher. Uh, as a matter of fact, she actually just recently released the three-song collection, All in Control. And she gets real excited about the chance to teach Braving with Deep, a training for the church on kingdom diversity and, and reconciliation. So uh, we're excited to have our next guest, Janice Gaines. Miss Janice, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Excited good. to be here. I am. Yes, yes, good. Sorry, well, we're I, glad that you're here. I totally said that like Yoda. It has to be acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to be here. I am. That's right. Listen, I was, I I was gonna let it. I was gonna let it slide. I can't. <laughs> you good? That's. I love that. That's, I can't let it slide. Hey, you know, this is gonna be. This is gonna be a good episode if, if Yoda. <laughs> Has already been mentioned this early on, and and bro, and you sporting like New York Yankees gear, like we're just gonna be all oh, yeah, out. Yeah, man, this. listen, baseball, baseball season is uh, season is here, so I gotta gotta represent a little bit or represent a little bit. I have to, right? If uh, we <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's right. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, this, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Oh my listen, goodness, Janice, let's let's jump on in there, man. I, I, okay. I love this. So uh, again, self-describe as a as a boy mom. Um, yeah. Listen, I love that we can we can have fun and and joke and engage Absolutely. a little bit, but at the same time, based off just our our cultural moment, um, yeah. and it it really isn't just a, a moment, right? For for yeah. us as minorities, this is this is life, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. but what scares you about raising uh, two two black boys uh, in America, um, yeah. and then? Along with that, uh, what gives you hope uh, in this current moment? Well, you know, what scares me um, are the obvious things. You know, I, I fear for their lives and, mm. 
you know, there was one instance when my eldest son was less than a year and he was in an infant carrier and we went into Starbucks and a guy came in kind of behaving strangely, but stood behind us in line. And he looked at my infant in the infant carrier with his cute little baby self. And the man looked at him and said, what are you looking at you little punk? Oh and, my gosh. You know, I was like, what? You know, Memphis about to come out and EJ diplomacy, you know, oozes out of his veins. So he was like, oh no, we don't call him that. We say, what are you looking at you little guy or whatever, trying to give him a different language. And he mm-hmm. was like, well, he's sitting there staring at me. And that's when we realized, okay, engaging over and just mm-hmm. kind of blocked his view. And then he, um, we were like, he's crazy. Then he starts having a regular and normal conversation with an older white gentleman behind him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was saying, um, uh, what did he say? He said, yeah, well, I was out there in California, but it was you know, a little too liberal for me. So I had to leave and I thought, that's what it is. Mm. It's what I thought it was, unfortunately. Mm. But sure. I think of moments like that and I think, what if my son was 16 and you're trying to mm. pick a fight with him? You're picking a fight yeah. with a baby. You know, that's yeah. a spirit and it's dangerous. So yeah, I worry about the most obvious things. Like when he leaves here, will he be safe? Will he be safe at school? Will there be slight, um, slight ways that racism actually creeps in to language and descriptions mm-hmm. that break his spirit gradually along the way, you know, little things. Like I think yeah. when I was giving birth to my second son, I was in the hospital and my eldest son again was sitting next to me there and we were kind of just in the room, my hospital room together. And the nurse without even meaning it said, well, you got a little mop of a head of hair. And I just, I said, no, he has beautiful hair. But I thought, Mm -hmm. why, you know, it's just little things like that from the picking a fight to Starbucks to the idea that your hair is like a mop, a dirty Mm -hmm. thing that cleans the floor. Mm -hmm. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, curly doesn't equal mop. And so I say all that to say, I'm afraid that there will be dangers to him that are both covert and overt. And what gives me hope, um, I guess this season actually gives me hope because people are starting to see things more clearly. Yeah. Speak on that. It gives me hope that people who are good and especially the people in the body of Christ will then jump in to make a change. And that's Mm. what gives me hope that, you know, Jesus is more powerful than any evil force. They're not equal. It's not good and evil. It's Jesus and then everything else. (laughs) preach on that that's good that's good so yeah i love that yeah i I appreciate you sharing that janice and you know i mean obviously not everybody's story is equal and so everyone you know kind of has uh their own unique thing um but the reality is man you know this is there's a thread right that that ties those stories together yeah. Um, and, and even though that, that didn't happen to me, it didn't happen to, to, to Jason, um, and our heart, our hearts break for you, even for in sure. the midst of that, um, that, you know, as quickly as that happened, you can still recall it, right. As yeah. a drop of a dime, Absolutely. um, because that's, that's life altering. Um, and we hate that you had to, to walk through that, but at the same time, we appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, that's a, that's a vulnerable moment uh, for you to let us in on. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, I, I am learning that is the only way people are going to 
be able to empathize as if if I allow people into the journey, you know, when mm-hmm. Micah 6, 8, when the Lord says in Micah 6, 8, do justice, love mercy, mm-hmm. and walk humbly with your God, it's some of, some of that is the task of loving mercy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In order to be vulnerable about yeah. things and in a way that gives people the benefit of the doubt, that's a part of my job too. Like some people are going to have to do more justice not just because I will still have to do justice too, but in that regard, mm-hmm. it's really going to be loving some mercy and realizing you got to share mm-hmm. so that people can empathize or else they don't know. You know? Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. No, it's so good. And, and a good example because the, my, my, my son, my oldest, um, he was just texting me today about a conversation he was having with a friend and, yeah. and his friends not seeing and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, but he's not fully seeing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he didn't tell me who it was, by the way. Uh, so if that friend ever listens to the podcast, he can know that he was honored. Yeah. Uh, Caleb didn't, didn't tell me who it was, but, but, um, but he just was asking some honest questions, I think, about things he's not seeing the same way. Yeah, maybe that that some of um, some people in the black community or some people that are engaged in the conversation are seeing it, and uh, yeah, and it and I think it hurt. I think it stung Caleb a little bit because yeah. my son because he felt he felt like uh, we could honor each other by at least admitting that everybody has that different story or that different experience. That's one of the ways to hum- walk humbly, right? Mm-hmm. Is to is to honor and validate each other because. He made that this friend made the statement to Caleb that everybody now in current culture has a, just as much of an even and fair chance as anyone else. Mm. And, and, that way. <laughs> that's, no. that's, I'm sorry, but that's not true. Yeah. And, it's not. and, and even your story uh, exemplifies that. And so um, uh, anyway, well, well and I, it's, yeah, it's it's so com it's it's complicated to explain with grace, but it's not mm. a complicated idea. You yeah, know, that's it's good. that's really good. You know, it's it's just it it is it, take the police for example, you know, po- police brutality against people of color. People are like, Well, there are a lot of things that people say in response to it, and the reality is this. This in order to enslave people, you've got to tell yourself things about them to do it in a mass way. You know what I mean? Like nobody just decides to harm an entire group of people unless you decide that they're not people and Mm -hmm. they're not people worth valuing. And Mm -hmm. so it's those lies that are carried over um, Mm -hmm. that were perpetuated that make things imbalanced. It's not that it's not that it, it's going to happen every time a black man walks yeah. out of the house. But if you, yeah. if in our country we were told that black men were dangerous or they were lazy or they were drunkards or they were only trying to harm white women on all of this is a part of propaganda that can mm-hmm. be seen on the internet that was mm-hmm. put out as uh, through menstrual shows, you know, just, just in order to entertain and ease that discomfort with how we treat one another you take all of that and you don't wipe it away. You say mm-hmm. what you may not do is behave with hatred, but you never actually get to the lie. Then of course, if a policeman 
coming into a community that is majority black and he's these lies are the part of the tape recorder that are playing in his yeah. head. Yeah, he's going to fear for his life right. with a black man before he's going to fear for his life with a white man and be legally yeah. deemed as justified to kill him. And so that's a yeah. problem because that's an imbalance. That's an injustice. And mm -hmm. it shows up everywhere. You know, you told, you want to say it's not equal. It's like there was literal redlining where communities of color were deemed unmortgageable, not valuable mm -hmm. for banks to, you know, actually put money into. And as a result, they became what are called ghettos. And because mm -hmm. the property value is low, the taxes from those property values that then go to schools are low, which means mm -hmm. the schools don't have enough money to hire teachers that are um, able to take kids to the next level, have supplies, have technology. Yeah. And so in these redlined areas, then you have these schools that have mm -hmm. less money. And so it's just like mm -hmm. the, the thread is easy to follow if yeah. you're willing to compassionately and honestly look. And Bingo. the difficulty is the grace, not actually yeah. following the thread. You just have to decide you're gonna. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, no, off of Bingo. that, but in no, case somebody was, listening was wondering how it connects yeah. and they're thinking well i'm thinking That's like right. that kid it's like it does connect because mm -hmm. then how you are educated affects how you get a job That's and right. how you get a job affects where you can live and once again we're back to where we live and where we're educated yeah. and how we get a yep. job and where we live and where we're educated and <laughs> we get a job yeah so. man yep. man it's good james that's so good that's so good and and what i love what i love is especially if someone just heard that and yeah. maybe hasn't processed the the nuance of of the longevity the the historical nature of what yeah. you just said the fact that it isn't it's, in other words it's disarming yeah in one way because i think that's the sense of what i hear sometimes from those in the white community that are like i had someone recently asked me some questions that were all based in fear yeah Mm -hmm. And 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 so I had to I, I had to and thankfully God's spirit is is with us and strong enough to help us say things that we couldn't say otherwise. But yeah. right. but but I had to before I felt like I could even and I wasn't even here's what's funny. Tell me if this resonates. Hmm. I wasn't even trying to convince him because right. I didn't feel like I could. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm -hmm. Like I, absolutely. Yeah. But I felt like in some ways I was just trying to disarm him mm -hmm. enough to be able to see, you know, to maybe even inspire him enough to see what it could be. Like this, yeah. maybe this really is the reality. Yeah. And that doesn't mean someone is waking up across town right now thinking that you're the most hateful person on earth. And now you've yeah. got to go carry the shame of being the most hateful person on earth. The real issue right. is there is a hatred that is permeated hmm. and, and let's all acknowledge that now and then say, yeah. what are we going to do about it together? And, and yeah. I don't know that I was able to disarm him if I'm honest, but, um, but I, but I love what you just said because it, it took that, it took a disarming approach to something yeah. that could be incredibly volatile. If someone is still wrestling and struggling with the idea of, well, that's not me. I don't do well, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, and I, it's because I would say that 
it sometimes is hatred, but I would say, Jason, that it's actually just lies. And the yeah. lies sometimes manifest as hatred. Sometimes it manifests as complacency. Sometimes it manifests as a an incorrect view of oneself, as in like mm-hmm. low self-esteem, but it manifests based on lies. And yeah. the the good news about that is we we have a remedy for lies. It's the truth of the gospel. You know what I mean? And it's good. It's, it's going to get us to where we need to go, but we can't, you know, as the Lord said, I came to heal the sick. If you don't want to say you're sick, then I can't help you. <laughs> yep, yeah, there's not. Yep. Well, and that, that's that back to the Micah 6, 8, right? I mean, that's, yeah. the, yep. that's the humility of, of it. Um, yeah. Well, you hit, you hit on it there with the gospel. I mean, we, we know that in situations like this, uh, like the current moment that we're in in American culture, yeah. That 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 sometimes in and in, in and I'm not just trying to bridge to this question. I, I'm I'm so in other words, don't take this as token and phony. Like I, I mean what I'm about to say. Sometimes giving that truth is all that can inspire someone to begin to think differently. And exactly. and we, one one of the questions that we did send to you was the idea of you are busy trying to teach this, trying to sing that truth, trying yeah. to encourage that truth. Um, and so it has to be tiring for you, mm-hmm. right? What, what keeps you inspired? What keeps mm-hmm. you inspired to keep teaching it, to keep singing it, to stay focused in it? It is like, I, I will say, if I am focused on doing all of that <clears throat> from the gospel (laughs) and purely the gospel, I actually never get tired. It's the moment (laughs) I intend to do it from my own strength Mm. that I can, you know, threaten to be like Moses and strike the rock a second time. It's like, nobody else, you know, like just do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so the reality is, you know, I do have brand new mercies every day. I can experience that unrelenting love of God. And from that place that refreshes itself, that then refreshes me, I'm good. It's, it's when I take my eyes off of the Lord and I'm looking at the waves and I'm like, look at this foolishness. <laughs> look at this sea of people. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, now here I go sinking, you know. <laughs> so the Lord is like... Sis, keep your eyes on me, and you're fine, you know. Right here. here. We're just doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this, right? right. And I tell you what, like, I'm not trying to make light of the story, but I'm going to tell you the word that came to my head when you told the story about the dude in line at Starbucks was throat punch. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny that they gave your head because it came to my head too, Jesus. I'm like, how can I throat punch that dude for her? Like, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, that must be the Holy Ghost. (laughs) No, it was not the Holy Ghost. (laughs) That ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, it may be a common spirit, Jason, but it was not the Holy Spirit. It ain't, it ain't no, the Holy Spirit. Come, come on, that's right. Oh, that's we right. thank the Lord. Uh, oh. uh, and again, not making light of it, but you know, you know. Oh no, yeah. seriously. I mean, at first, you know, the Lord knows what He's doing when He pairs us with our spouses, because you know, EJ is calm and diplomatic, and he's diplomatic. Like, yep. No, but he is very diplomatic. Me. Oh man, I grew up in Memphis and like, I mean, oh, all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
the Lord has had to sanctify me from the other end of the spectrum uh, as far yeah. as that's concerned. And yeah. so, you know, thank the Lord that I have learned one to submit to my husband in those moments and let him handle it the way he's going to handle it. And then nobody gets punched, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he, he just EJ'd him. That's what he did. Like he did a little EJ'd him. EJ'd him. We got to, we're going to verb. We're going to make that into a verb. Just, just yeah. EJ'd him. We got to EJ thing. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's good. That's no, good. It's so good. And it diffused it. It really did. That's what's funny is he gave him another language. The guy didn't accept it. So he just kind of stood in front of our son like, okay, well, you don't get mm-hmm. to engage us anymore. And yeah, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna cast our, our prayers yeah. before swine yeah. here. You know, we, yeah, we're not we, we tried it. Right. Yeah, we tried it. Cool. We're gonna, yeah. completely different approach. And that's yeah. the approach to take. That's good. Yeah, it was good. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, so Janice, you, um, like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, yeah. you do this training with, with uh, you were doing it with your church, and I know you do it with a couple of other churches, Braving the yeah. Deep. Um, and essentially, it's, it's a training uh, for, the, for the church and kingdom diversity and reconciliation. Um, and I, I'd love for you to just talk to us a little bit about what that is, what that looks yeah. like. Um, and then, you know, if there was, you know, there was a, a church uh, that's listening, some, some leaders who are listening. Um, how would they go about maybe having this provided at at their yeah. church uh, for them? I'll, I'll let you ask answer those two two questions that I asked, yeah. um, and then I have a couple more to to follow up with that. Totally. Yeah, well, braving the deep is a training that teach helps us wonder one to understand diversity and move towards racial reconciliation and unity. And I call it braving the deep because it's biblically based and. Um, I, when I went to seminary, my roommate taught me how to swim. I was full grown sitting on her knee Mm. in the pool. She taught me how to swim. And I used to tell her, I am terrified of the deep end. And she would always Mm. say, Rumi, the top of the water in the deep end is the same as the top of water, top of the water in the shallow end. And you know how to swim. Mm. That's how it is with the gospel. If you, you know, the gospel in its simplicity, take that thing all the way to the deep issues and it will hold you up. And mm-hmm. so it's biblically based and it's, you know, we redefine terms based on, you know, what the word tells us things like we focus on lies and not, you know, manifestations of those lies, but we say, how do we get to the lies? The premise of the training is that everyone has a distance to travel um, because mm-hmm. this is a facet of sanctification and no one person has gotten it right yet. Um, just like we haven't gotten anything right hundred percent we see the Lord. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. this is the same thing. We're working on uh, getting to the picture of heaven that we see in Revelation 5, 9 and 7, 9 and 10. And yeah. until we are in the presence of the Lord, we're not going to be perfect, but we all mm-hmm. have our own distance to travel and we should do it. So that's the premise is that there's no shame we're discussing things honestly because shame is actually not helpful. We can be convicted. We can be heartbroken. We can be devastated, but shame is not helpful. And therefore Mm -hmm. we'll have the conversation and get to the base of the lies and speak truth to them. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I heard uh, there was a a guy who used to disciple me. Um, He used to say shame, shame is not from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lord, the Lord never, never shames us. Um, Mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's ready to cover us. He doesn't exactly. shame us. Right. And so it's one of those things where it's like, man, when we have this conversation, I, I love yeah. that. 
we yeah. have this conversation like no it's we we move past this for yeah. for that for that reconciliation um that's yeah. that's good I, I appreciate that so for for you then um what what drove you like why obviously like you want to see you know the, yeah. the the future kingdom you mentioned that a little bit yeah uh, but but what drove you to kind of uh, begin to begin to do this well you know and if if people do want to do it, you can reach out to JaniceGaines.com. Sorry, I forgot to say that. No, you can right. I was going to come back to it later on. Oh, you, <laughs> see, you got you got it on lock. Um, and send us an email, and we'll see the information. But I became director of diversity at my church, and my church is predominantly white. And uh, we so we've been there eleven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you come to love your church family. And it's as election seasons have gotten more intense, things have gotten more intense. And my, mm-hmm. our pastor, who's our friend, we used to spend every Sunday over there with him and have these discussions. And finally he said, come on board and help us see our blind spots. And so it was in creating a way to communicate these things to people in my church family that I knew that just being in this skin I could see more readily and I'll explain why in a minute, but just being in this skin, I could see more clearly. Um, I had to have a way to communicate it with love because this was my church family. It's like, I love Mm, them and it matters to me that we are in relationships. So I can't just be like, and that's why I don't know about it. You don't understand. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. do you want a church family after this? Or do you want to just, (laughs) you know, so, (laughs) so it really just challenged me to, um, say speak the truth in love like the lord asks me to and asks all of us to and just realizing that you know as as hard as it can be to walk in this skin in this country and the things that you have to deal with one of the benefits is that um i don't i don't have the benefit i don't have the privilege to believe what society says about me and mm. so I, I, have, I have had to root out the lies just to believe in having confidence in what the Lord and who the Lord has made me. And so as mm-hmm. a black woman and realizing society says that, 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 and that, and that's not true according to the word, I have just used that muscle more. And so mm-hmm. it was about showing, kind of being like a trainer to my church family yeah. to say, okay, so this is the muscle that's going to help you see when society mm-hmm. is lying to you because it's a lie to all of us. If it tells mm-hmm. me I'm less valuable, it's telling somebody else that they're more valuable. And the reality mm-hmm. is the Lord's like, everybody's value right here. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I gave you, I gave you who you are. And um, yeah. So just learning to root out the lies and then taking that to my church family and love was really the, the crux of how I learned to say it in grace. You know, I'd been feeling it for a while and using rhetoric to explain it, but it was really my love for them that tapered it and, you know, molded it into a gracious thing. That's good. That's good. So when you, when you go through this, this training, obviously uh, you're doing it with people that you were in relationship with people that you loved and cared for. Yeah. Uh, And obviously it's, it's extended a little bit more. Why don't you share with us, like, what what have you noticed? What have been the 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 aha moments or the light bulb moments for those who go through this training? They're like, oh, oh, I never saw that about myself before. I never, yeah. you know, knew I did this, you know, so on and so forth. Why don't you explain some of those aha moments uh, for for us? 
Yeah, I think the I think one of the biggest aha moments is an aha moment that happens for everyone because it you know sometimes these trainings seem uh, for people of color they seem to be like heard it heard it mm-hmm. heard that too mm-hmm. you know but one of the biggest aha moments for all of us is one that we all have a distance to travel um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from we see in the word that Jesus calls Matthew the tax collector and Simon the zealot to be disciples from opposite ends of the spectrum yeah, and so what what he does is he calls them to walk in his footsteps it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter from what end you're coming you have to be working to look more like me that's the that's goal good. not to you know correct somebody else's journey but really to walk your own distance that's one thing but the other thing is that privilege is real it's just on the spectrum and I say it that way because the buzzword is white privilege. And it's mm-hmm. not like I don't think that white people have privileges that people of color don't. What I like to say is let's speak of things the way the word encourages us to. And that's the whole conversation. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, listen, you take me compared to my white male pastor, Steve Berger, and he has more privileges, I would say. He's probably higher on the privilege spectrum than I am because of his color and his gender. But if you take just me and EJ and you compare us to the segment of the black community, we're at the top of that because of the level of education we've received and, mm-hmm. and are still paying for. But you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we, We're at the top of that segment. But if you take yeah. me and EJ and our pastor and you compare us to Warren Buffett, he's way ahead of even my pastor because of his wealth. And so then if you take Warren Buffett, my pastor, and me and EJ together and compare us to the rest of the world, we probably Mm -hmm. look more like a blob. And the reality is the Bible, and that's because America is wealthy. You have an American passport, you can go anywhere. Except mm-hmm. right now with COVID. Except right right now. Right? But everybody else has to pay for a visa way in advance, but an American Mm -hmm, passport just comes with privilege. And when the Bible says, what do you have that you haven't been given? Who gets to opt Mm -hmm. out of checking, checking what they've been given? You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like nobody. And so if we look at it on the spectrum, we can say, oh my goodness, then that means that it's, there's so many components to privilege and race may weigh more heavily than another one, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't need to see where the Lord has given me privilege as someone who's been educated to then pour back into somebody else. And That's if we good. only call it white privilege, then we miss that. We miss responsibilities and we inflame the situation and we don't move forward. So. Man, that's, that's, that is indeed an aha moment. I can... <laughs> I can see, like, even so. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm a backtrack a little bit. Uh, yeah. I've been that that black guy, that black person. Is like I've heard this, right? <laughs> and I remember, I remember when I had someone. They didn't, they didn't explain it to that depth. Yeah. But they did walk with me in the fact of like, as you know, as a man, um, you know, with an education and everything else with a job. Like I have, you know, I have higher privilege than X. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I remember walking. I was like, oh, dang, yeah, this is that's a that's a game changer. So I can see how that could be that aha moment for many people, yeah. uh, and hopefully those who are even listening now that they're like, that makes sense. Okay, 
like because and even even how you describe it i can i can see how that is disarming too to be able to engage in a you know a further conversation yeah. versus just simply oh you got white privilege and then yeah. you know people want to you know give us the bird and not want to talk at all right, right, right. so because um, it has been weaponized it's it's it been, been weaponized it really has been point, oh, you yeah. know yeah so that's yeah. good no, i appreciate so that good. yeah and talk i mean i want i want you to it, i know you just explained it eloquently and beautifully so i'm not asking you to repeat that yeah but but even in the course of how you've taught on this yeah. I'd love for you to expound a little more on before we wrap up here. I'd love for you to expound a little bit more on the idea you shared earlier that that links directly to what you just said, which is the our, it's the lies yeah. that have permeated our culture, our society, our framework of thinking. Um, I'd like I you know some a phrase that I say, which I guess sounds a little bit like a cliche, but I don't mean it that way. Is is the biggest lie that most of us buy into is the lie of I deserve, mm. Mm. Yeah. right? And 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 when we buy into that lie, it leads to a whole lot of other. It opens up a Pandora's box, basically, and you know, of 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 just an enormous amount of yeah. um, of issues and concerns and and and. You know, whether it's the bitterness that can come from thinking I deserved and I didn't get something or the superiority that can, you know, I mean, there's so many angles that it can come off yeah. on. Yeah. But that's what I hear you saying is like, if we think of privilege in that more holistic way, we, we, we are able to combat the lie of I deserve or I'm better than or I'm, you know. Yeah. And, but expound, expound, you've, you've, you've said it yeah. beautifully, so I'm not asking you to repeat that. But just especially for listeners who maybe just heard that yeah. and are now having an aha moment, like yeah. take just a moment before we wrap up to expound on that a little more. Yeah, well, I think here's the thing. The I deserve statement is not from the Christian paradigm at all. And I think right. that's the problem is we have extrapolated ideas from the American dream and what is possible to what is expected, I'll say, because I don't mm. even want to necessarily give the American dream a bad name. But, but I will say we have, you know, gone off on a tangent about, well, if this is possible, then I should be able to expect it. Well, that's not Christianity. That's American ideology, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, ideology. And that's right. Not mm -hmm. to say that it's bad, but if, which one are you living from, you know, which living from would be the question. And so, you know, when, when Paul is talking about getting along in Philippians two, the end of Philippians one and Philippians two, obviously if you're coming from that paradigm, eventually there's going to be conflict and people aren't going to get along because everybody's mm -hmm. going to feel like they deserve something different. It's going to step in the way. And that's how we get disunity. And in the body of Christ living from, um, ideologies that are not Christ's will get us to that place. And Paul says, I want you to have, to be of the same mind. I want you to be mm -hmm. unified. And, and then he goes on to explain what he means by, th by that. And he's like, I don't want you to have any selfish ambition or rivalry. I don't want you to, the, the word in the Greek is literally self-esteem, which Mm -hmm. Most of us have told our kids, you got to have high self-esteem. And it's like, 
No, you got to have esteem that comes from Christ, not self. That's right. Which is already right. radical to us. But he says, and you're going to, I want you to think of others more highly than yourselves. And mm-hmm. it's starting to sound impossible and hard. And then he says, have this mind that's yours in Christ Jesus. Or if you know, you're old, one of the old saints who loves the King James, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, right? (laughs) And it's that Jesus, it goes on to say, Jesus did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. laid down his privileges and everything that that he deserved that came with his God-ness, and he put on flesh. And not only that, but he was obedient and humbled himself to death, even a shameful one. And so Paul is saying, I want you guys to do this. And if you want to know how to do that, follow his example. Do what he did. And it sounds hard apart from letting your mind be transformed, like be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And how does that happen? The washing of the water of the word, reading the word and not memorizing it so that, oh, I don't, I didn't memorize that part. So I don't know how to live from there. But the more you drink in the word, the more it becomes a part of you because it's alive. And then you'll find yourself because you've been in the presence of God and his word, you'll find yourself being transformed from glory to glory to glory. And you're looking more like him and your face is shining like Moses coming down off the mountain. And you realize from that place, it will never come out of your mouth that you deserve mm-hmm. ever because that's, that's real so humanity modeled by Christ. And that's the paradigm of Christianity. That's what separates Christianity from the world is that the world says, take care of yourself because who else is going to do it? And then philanthropists say, well, at least consider one another equal and do good things. And Jesus says, consider others more highly than yourselves. And you do mm-hmm. that, as my friend Allison Allen, the author, would say, God divested of himself so that he could show us wow. the way. And yeah, that's, that's the way. That's so good. It's so good. And it's so, it's so probably more relevant and pertinent to the current moment than most people realize. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, since Eden, we've been saying someone since Eden has been saying, yeah. I deserve to live and you deserve to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And, 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 it, and Jesus shows up and says, well, how about this? Y'all are all worth dying for. Right. Exactly. Like, and I think, you know, and I think, I think that oh, dynamic, yeah. oh man, I love that. I love what you're saying. Golly. Um, it's, I mean, it's what? literally the gospel. We're swimming on the gospel right now. And that's my point mm-hmm. is that even when you said that, like somebody's been saying from Eden's time, just, you know, you deserve, deserve to die so that I can live. And when you said, and then Jesus came, our flesh wants to say and said, he's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. He didn't. Yep. He said, you're all worth dying for. It's just mm-hmm. going to be that radical every yeah. time. And yeah. if we don't, preach that gospel to ourselves every day, we're going to forget how radical it is, what it requires of us and what it affords us. You know, it, it requires so much of us because it affords so much more. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Um, That's good. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. I can tell it's so good. Um, Yeah. Man. Well, you've already given 
takeaways and a lot to think about. Um, in fact, last episode, uh, Derek at one point said about something that Tyrion said on the last episode that yeah. we should hit that and play and hit re- repeat and just play it over. And just what over you just and over said, again. we should hit That's repeat. I think to be honest, I think we just need to like just fast forward to the end for everybody and just have that be the thing for every episode because that's when they just i mean they drop in truth each time but man it's it gets better and better as we as we go um that was good yeah. it was good i ain't gonna cut so you off jason go ahead man no no you're good man you're good you're good that's so good well you know wrapping up here uh take a moment as we're as we're wrapping up it, whatever it is it's whatever's on god's spirit puts on your heart but but what would you want someone listening to really just take and either A, wrestle with and take a new step or B, wrestle with because they're taking the next step in this process of reconciliation, of moving toward oneness, or as you just said so beautifully, or, or, or even letting the gospel begin to not only be a reminder to them, but something that affords something uh, that's life-giving in them. Um, what's a takeaway you throw out there for the listeners that are listening to us here? Hmm, I would say, um, I would definitely say let we can all ask the Lord what our distance to travel is, or at least what the next few steps are. Um, at, they may look more like doing justice or more like loving mercy <laughs> or more like <clears throat> walking in humility. But the reality is this is sanctification and we can walk more closely to the Lord and behind his footsteps. And I would just say, ask him what that is. There's no debating in that, you know, there's, there's no need to debate in that. Everybody is most likely going to get a different answer and you don't have to solve all of the questions of the day of this time in order to start walking your own distance. Don't wait for people to answer the linchpin questions for you. The linchpin is that Jesus is asking you to follow in his footsteps. And that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing. And so how can you do that in this regard today? Now, that's what I would say. Yeah. So good. good. Distance to travel. Mm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Because that's everybody, man. That's, I'm telling you, the, the repenting I've had to do being like, okay, just being honest, like, you know, you grow up and you, you see injustice so long. And then I have to tell my flesh to not in any way be okay with cancel culture. Because I want you to understand, like, that's not easy. If you yeah. see that people have been able to get away with doing cruel things, then your flesh, when you see people having to answer for that, wants to rise up and say, nah. and it's like, no, because that's not God. So good. the humility and the repentance is for everybody. It's for everybody. It's about following Christ, following Christ, not the culture, following Christ. Hey, would I be, am I asking too much if I asked you just to get to, to sing one little, one little clip of uh, your hey. new song? Oh, not asking too much at all. Um, all, right. all right. Yeah. It's in a season where there's been a lot of anxiety. And so um, I just, uh, wrote with my brother Dwan Hill a song that just says, "You've got it all in control. There's nothing you can't handle. You'll never leave me. 
got it all under control. Mm. I hope our listeners understand there wasn't no auto tune on that. Let me go ahead and tell you. <laughs> Straight Girlfriend, fine. that was that was mm, and it's beautiful and worshipful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Well, Janice, uh, as we as we wrap up, something that we like to do is uh, point our our listeners uh, to to the one that we just we just had on here, and uh, we would love to uh, direct people your way. Um, I know you're on you're on social media. Uh, what's the oh, best yes. way that that people can can follow you, uh, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? What's the best way they can follow you? All those places: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, everywhere. I'm Janice Gaines. Um, handle is at Janice Gaines. I think on Facebook is Janice Gaines Music, um, and then mm-hmm. I'm at JaniceGaines.com. And so, yeah, come talk. I'll talk back. We'll have good discussions. Love it. <laughs> good. Love it. Thanks, well, guys. we uh, we're we're so thankful again that uh, that you that you've joined us on the on the reconciliation conversation. Uh, hopefully this will be a blessing to our, our listeners uh, just as much as it was a blessing to, to us. So thank you for joining us in on the conversation. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a blast. Thank you for joining in on the Reconciliation Conversation. Remember, you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Recon Combo. You can also stay connected with us through our website, reconciliationconversation.com, or feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel under No More Night Media. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time.